Hello, I'm Kelly Proctor, the president of DMV Healthcare USA Incorporated. Thank you for joining us for this episode of our podcast, RX for Hospital Quality. It's my privilege to introduce podcast host, Simile Miller. Hello, healthcare world. This is Simile Miller, uh, the host for your RX for Hospital Quality podcast. Um, we have a very special uh, situation. We are actually broadcasting uh, live from Symposium, or sort of live. We're pre-recording, but we're, we're talking to people who are here live at the symposium um, attending, and I'm so grateful. Our very first guest is um, from a hospital that I have spent a lot of time with and have really gotten to know, so I'm very excited to have Ronnie joining us to talk to us about her experience with DMV. Ronnie, welcome. Well, thank you, and I really appreciate you bringing me in. My name is Ronnie Restad. I am the System Regulatory and Accreditation Specialist or Director for Billings Clinic in Billings, Montana. I've been in this role for a little over a year. Um, this is my second symposium, and symposiums, I'm just going to give a big plug for y'all out there in the <laughs> virtual world. Symposiums are amazing. Um, we have had so many amazing sessions so far. We joined, uh, Billings Clinic is, a, is the largest hospital system in the state of Montana. So we, um, have, we have a unique position in that we aren't, even though our name says that we're a clinic, we are the largest hospital system. We are a 360-bed hospital at our main campus, and then we have a number of affiliate clinics that are in the small rural areas throughout Montana. We had our first survey. We joined DNV in July of 2020. We had our first DNV survey in early August of 2020 our second survey in July of 2021, and we just completed our third survey, or our ISO dress rehearsal, um, August 30th through September 1st of 2022. Wow, wow. So uh, you guys are very much on the path of uh, ISO implementation then. Tell me what, so given um, that you've been in this role for about a year and you guys are still fairly young to DNB yeah. um, and working on ISO implementation, what has been um, your biggest positive takeaway from the DNB approach to accreditation? Okay, I mean, there are so many. Okay. And honestly, right. I mean, I've got notes. I've got an entire page here of notes. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, um, there's a reason that we switched to DNB, all right? Uh, we... We were worked with a different regulatory agency that was not collaborative. Mm. So one of the things that we really appreciate about the DNV approach is that our surveyors that come through our hospital are teachers. We really truly feel like we have a partnership. This is not gotcha mentality. This is not these surveyors come in and they want to partner with us. They engage with our with our staff. Um, it has been so wonderful, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys. This year, I ratted I ratted us out on something that they didn't look at. I needed a citation, um, <laughs> and I never would have done this with the other regulatory company. But I I pulled a surveyor aside and I said I think I need to have you take a little closer look at this area because citations can drive change. Mm -hmm. So we, we aren't afraid of citations. And DNV has taught us not to be afraid of citations, to be to utilize them to leverage change. And um, and I really I really appreciate that. So yeah, you it, it's it's a feeling like we can show our vulnerabilities. Yeah. And we yeah. can share. And um, I did get my citation. I'm really happy to report that I got my citation. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, normally as I work through that citation, I'm, I, there were times that I questioned my uh, logic on that because it's a pretty big one. Right. But, um, 
But see, that's good. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because we will, you know, because we come every year, mm-hmm. um, we do have the ability to really look at your processes in a deep way. And we do have, with the culture change, it is a culture change of saying, hey, this is collaborative. We want the experts to come in and look at our processes. So it's not uncommon for our clients to say, hey, we are having a process issue. Uh, would you please look uh, to see if we, you know, are non-compliant? If there's room to grow, and if we see the objective evidence, then yeah, we will issue that citation, mm-hmm. that non-conformance, um, because we know that that's an area that obviously you guys have identified a need for, a need for change, a need for process improvement, and. You know, honestly, it's the best approach. It allows you to have that second layer right. of security. So I, I'm very grateful um, that our clients are incredibly open with us. I know some of you that if you're not familiar with DMV, that may sound foreign, <laughs> but it's very much a cultural change. All right. So let me ask you this question. Because you guys next year is your ISO right. uh, year, what we call the fourth visit, um, three full years with us. Um, how, how are you currently feeling about ISO given where you're at in the process? Sure. Um, I'm going to tell you guys, um, a year and a half ago, I could not have told you the difference between ISO and NIHO. <laughs> I mean, I, I came to my first DNB conference and I'm like, okay, I get the standards, but I couldn't tell people. Um, I feel very comfortable. And due to the person that's sitting to my left right now, <laughs> um, we have had multiple classes and Simile has come to our facility and taught directly. Um, we did, um, we, well, when we first became DNV, we did intro to NIHO. And um, a number of our leaders did that training. This was in, you know, July of 2020 that we did this training. And we all know what has happened. Um, the height the of year, COVID. The height of COVID. Yep, yep. People weren't engaged. We've had, we've had huge leadership turnover. So um, we will be repeating the NIHO course. But we had ISO basics this April, and so Simley came out and did uh, the ISO basics course for two and a half days, and it was amazing. And honestly, in fact, one of our lawyers walked out um, of the training, and he is like, Ronnie, I have so drunk the ISO Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. And he, in fact, he stood up at, a, at another one of our course, courses. Um, in July, we did an internal auditor class, and that was amazing. Um, our facility now has 20 trained internal auditors, and we have done some really amazing internal audits. So it's super, super exciting. And as we work through our citations, utilizing and leveraging that internal audit process is really helping. Um, I'm still a little nervous. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm, I'm a little nervous about the ISO next year. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, just- I have no doubt you guys are gonna be fine. Um, I've worked very closely with Okay, them. <laughs> good, good. Kid from your lips to, to uh, DMV's ear. Yeah, there you yes, go, there um, you go. Um, let me ask you one question. So a lot of people say that the internal audit component of ISO is the pearl, if you will, um, really does make a difference because you're essentially training your people to be internal auditors as if we were the same level as your external auditors, us from DNB. Are you finding that to be true? Are you really seeing the benefit of the internal audit program? We absolutely are. It is. It has been so exciting. I mean, and the the people that that we chose are that kind of you know chose the process. Um, the ones that kind of fell into this training are the people that that are super super engaged. And we kind of took. Uh, I mean, no facilities, no healthcare facilities out there right now have unlimited um, money. I mean, it's just right. the reality of our world. So we chose to train twenty internal auditors and then utilize them as train the trainers. So. 
Um, obviously, the people that are getting trained are not going to be simile trained, which is <laughs> That's such a compliment. The best, but <laughs> but um, but, but we're, we're bringing along other people, and okay. so we are getting other people to to jump in and help. Um, I foresee having another internal auditor course, though there is a huge benefit. And one of the big benefits, one of the things that we learned with our training is we took people off campus. So we, um, our initial NIHO course, we, we offered it, it was remote and people were able to do it from their desks. And I don't know if, if you guys have this, but I cannot help myself but mm -hmm. multitask when I am in a, in a remote meeting. I we can't, hear that a lot. Yeah. I can't help myself. Yeah. So we brought, we brought everybody together in a hotel, in a conference room, off campus, and, um, and it was, I mean, we told people, do not bring your laptops, and they didn't, and it they was... They really listened to you guys. Yeah. They showed up with no laptop, guys. It was good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah, and we hear that a lot, that sometimes taking everyone out of the environment into a you know, different scenery, because you guys have to run a hospital, so it's really hard to sit in a class that's a day and a half or two and a half days um, without that disturbance. So we are seeing that, um, especially with a lot of our um, courses like internal audit, we are finding that that one is very hard um, to teach virtually because of all the activities and the opportunity to get distracted if you're in the hospital. Um, so that one is very successful in person. And if you can do it offsite, that does seem to be what works well for some hospitals. But totally up to you guys. Um, so, okay, you already mentioned training. Yeah. And I know that you you guys really benefited from the training. Um, since you've had, what would you say the best takeaway from the training program as a whole would be? Getting people engaged with the ISO process because this is totally new. Um, this is, it's a new concept, helping people figure out that it, it is a systematic approach to how you do things and do things right along with, and every step along the way, and really engaging leadership and decisions. So yeah, as you said, the internal auditing process is the pearl, but really getting leadership, the QMS process, the quality management system oversight process, is also really, really big in assuring ISO compliance. And um, that is something that we have struggled with, and so um, as part of our training, the the repeat NIHO that we're going to be doing training in December, we're going to do a leadership course, and it's going to be mandatory for everybody that is in the QMS team or our C-suite. Nice. So, nice. Okay. So, yeah, we feel really confident about that. And yeah, I think okay. I think that I think that will really help. Um, we have lacked leadership engagement, and in fact, I was in a session yesterday morning, and somebody said, "Oh gosh, look at this meeting. We probably got two million dollars worth of salary sitting in this room. <laughs> so we better make sure that this information is worthwhile." Mm -hmm. And so that's my goal right now. We are really we're blowing up QMS right now. In fact, it, we are we are calling it QMS 2.0, mm -hmm. and so um, we're really trying to figure out a way to make QMS meet meaningful and for it not to be a, a waste of time for the C-suite people that, that are coming to it. So oh, see, that's nice. That's nice. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, one of the things that sometimes we hear clients say who are newer, so they're not as familiar with us yet, sure. is, oh, this ISO thing is very scary. Um, we're going to have to hire a consultant. Are you finding that... Um, you, it is not as scary once you've done a couple of courses that you feel comfortable and that the surveyors also help kind of uh, walk you through because you have three years to prepare before you have to become ISO compliant or certified. So has that been your experience that the need for cons hiring a consultant really isn't necessary, that DMV is there to kind of partner with you and kind of educate you along the way? 
Yeah, um, we certainly feel like you're our consultant. I'm going to be honest, Emily. We really, (laughs) truly feel like um, having you come in and teach, giving us the tools that that you've brought with us, we don't need a consultant. Um, You have been an amazing consultant for us in helping us. I mean, not really... In fact, I think you said in, in, in training, you can't consult, but you can educate. Right, that's right. That's so, right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we all use similisms. I'm just going to... Yeah, that's, yeah, we, that's, we, that's yes. common. Sentara does the same thing. Yes. So, yes, yes, there are similisms out there. So, yes. So, that's been beneficial. Okay, yeah. And, you guys, just so you are aware, the way we approach training is, um, you know, as Ronnie said, we can't consult, um, but it is our mission to educate hospitals on the requirements and also the intention of the requirements, especially in those gray areas where CMS is not always clear, um, so that you guys can then make decisions on what works best for your organization. So um, I'm glad that's been your experience. um, And that's what our trainers are here for. Um, Anything else that you would want to mention about DMV or did we pretty much cover We've covered uh, a lot. I, I really like the additional um, certifications and accreditations yes. oh, that yes. you guys have. Um, we're currently HIP and knee certified. We have our um, our second uh, HIP and knee certification. Nope, third coming up next next Monday. Actually, when I get back. Um, we are primary stroke right now, and we're going for comprehensive stroke. Nice. And I didn't think that we were anywhere near ready, and I sent a lot of information to the Dropbox, and they were like, you are totally ready. So um, we'll be working that. And we are um, actually, I'm knocking, I'm knocking up t- the table right now, which isn't any, <laughs> any like wood, but we are hoping to be the first adult glycemic management hospital in the country. So wow. we've got a meeting on Monday, and um, we have a really strong team that is working on adult glycemic management. So. Oh, very exciting. That's one of our newer certifications, wow. so that'll be fantastic. That'll be, I have no doubt that that'll be a value added to your organization. I'm excited for you guys. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ronnie, for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah. For anybody uh, who is considering going with DNV, if you have further questions for Ronnie, um, just email me and I'll put you in contact with her so she can continue to share her experiences. Is that okay with you, Ronnie? I would love to chat with anybody. Yes. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. right. Well, until uh, next time, uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Rx for Hospital Quality is a podcast produced by DMV Healthcare USA Incorporated. To learn more about subjects covered here or to download any of our standards or requirements, please visit our website at www.dnvhealthcare.com.